Hello, welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm Casey Rossi, your transformative business coach. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Casey Rossi here, and my guest today is Alex Strauss. Alex is a best-selling Amazon author of The Mindful Walker, and she also developed The Mindful Walker. And I'm especially happy to be talking to Alex today because every time I connect with her, every time I hear her voice, I feel better. So (laughs) you will too. So welcome, Alex. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Casey. Thank you for having me. And what a sweet introduction. Thank you. Oh, I mean it. Absolutely. In fact, I just listened to one of your recordings from from your work and it just was such a beautiful way to start the day. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more, but I would love it if you could first kick us off for our listeners that are new to you. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I am Alex Strauss, otherwise known around the interwebs as the Mindful Walker. And, um, you know, I am a person who is passionate about walking, about walking in the outdoors in particular, and about connecting with nature. And you'll probably get into my story more later, but I'm, um, I'm a former uh, broadcaster. I'm a writer. I'm a science writer. I have a whole nother you know, career in, in publishing and writing and whatnot. But this became sort of a, a, a side business for me, and it grew out of my own personal passion and, and story for um, how being in nature and kind of getting back to nature. Like, I've always enjoyed being in the outdoors, like doing active things on weekends and things like that. But integrating it into my life on a daily basis and making it central to my um, central, really to, to who I am, how I conduct my business, how I relate to others. Uh, it, it all sort of centers around making sure that I am having that time in the natural world every single day, and that I'm finding ways throughout my day to kind of integrate um, more nature into my life. And it has been extremely healing and helpful in so many different ways. And so that's kind of where, where the book and the blog and everything came from. Oh, that's amazing. So you had some time spent, like it sounds like in corporate, and then you kind of naturally gravitated to this. Was there like a specific moment or a turning point, something that just prompted you to be like, you know what, I have to change this up. I want to enjoy my life a little bit more. What else is there? Did you have an illness? Like, how did this come about? Because even though nature surrounds all of us all the time, many of us are disconnected from it. So how did this become such a forefront and a focus and a passion of yours? Well, I'll tell you what, I had one of those big life-changing experiences that they talk about on that scale of things that can impact your life, you know, and um, it, uh, like having a baby and getting married and the death of someone significant in your life. And another one of those is moving. And I had a major move across the country in 2007. I was living in South Dakota, where I had been for almost 20 years. And I had, um, you know, like a whole support network there, friends and family and and, um, 
I don't know, you know, just all the, th a church, a gym that I liked, just all the things that, you know, make you, make us comfortable in our life, right? And make us feel kind of secure. And then I moved across the country. I moved to North Carolina in 2007 and it was a great move. It was um, a positive, uh, important thing. My husband had a great new job. I'm closer to family out here. And so it was something I had looked forward to for a long time, but that doesn't necessarily make it easy, right? The fact that it was a, a positive thing and the fact that I was looking forward to it. When I got here, I still found that it was um, really more stressful than I thought it would be to mm -hmm. kind of be away from those support networks. And even though I have family here, they're an hour or more away. So, they're, you know, they're in the state, but it's not like I moved into the same neighborhood. So, and I didn't really know the area and I didn't have a gym and I didn't have you know, all of those things around me. And I was really kind of just discombobulated. It was, <laughs> it was really stressful. And, and I had to continue, of course, to maintain the family and get the house set up and maintain my business, which is a, a publishing mm -hmm. business. I had, you know, that like life didn't stop. Like stuff still has to go on no matter how stressful your life gets. Right. So um, things, things happen. Stuff happens like this all the time to people. And we face these stressors in our lives. And really, you know, when I look back at it, um, this was probably the biggest major stressor that I'd ever had. So I don't want to say my life was super easy, but honestly, you know, it was pretty, pretty good, you know, pretty easy. I hadn't really faced anything that really kind of threw me for a loop and had my head like in a, in a craziness. And that was the time that I started taking walks. And I did it because I didn't have a gym and I had been working out regularly and I, and I had a new dog and we got a puppy who moved and she had to be walked and it was just more kind of out of, I mean, I wish I could say that I had this like really like Zen like understanding that if I just, you know, went out into nature and walked and whatnot, everything would be better. But I, I didn't at all. I just started taking some walks in the neighborhood and um, I live in a really a wooded neighborhood. It, it's very pretty here. It's very, it's treed and lovely. And um, so, you know, I walked and the more I walked, the more time I spent in the outdoors, the better I felt, you know, mm. I would go for even like a 10 minute walk just up the lane and back with the little dog, you know, and, uh, and, and initially, you know, I'd go out and I'd be like, oh, I don't have time for this, you know, and I'm just like, come on dog, you know, do your business. And, um, but the more I spent time doing that and being outside, I started to like, well, I started to feel better and I'd come back and I'd sit down and I'd suddenly, I would get more done. Like I would be like, okay, I, I can do this. Like things that seemed really daunting before I went out for my walk. Like, how am I ever going to get this done? And how am I going to get this article done? And this written, that done, these boxes unpacked. Things just seemed overwhelming. And then I would go out and I would spend some time just letting my brain relax, you know, and moving my body, getting those endorphins flowing. What I now know was going on, you know, and good hormones being released and um, all the things that happen when we're in movement and when we're in nature and all of these, you know, synergistic things were going on behind the scenes, you know, that I wasn't even aware of at the time. But then I would come back, I'd be more productive. My mood would better I would be less likely to snap at people I would um, I would sleep better I did sleep better my weight 
evened out. I had lost weight and I wasn't looking very good. And that it just kind of like things got better. A lot of things got better. And That's incredible. I you, you just said so many wonderful things. And I think that I want to go back to the transition period where you, you had all these roots established. And really, you talked about the comforts. And we really surround ourselves as humans. You know, we're creature comfort, you know, mammals, really. And so we surround ourselves by what feels good, what feels safe how we can connect. And I think when you lose all of that, many of us don't even realize the impact a move can have, even though it's exciting, even though it's positive, like you talked about. So it's so interesting how that brought you to this transition of just going out into your backyard. So one, I wanted to comment on that. The other thing is that you make it very accessible and very easy, that you are showing us that you can get results with just a 10-minute walk. It doesn't have to be so daunting, expensive, and um, it's something that we can all access. One thing I want to ask you, though, like because we're very conditioned for like putting an effort and getting results, whether it's through CrossFit or getting a six-pack ab or, you know, if I put in time, I want something over here. For people that maybe are new to adopting something that's more simple, that doesn't have lots of glitz and glam and new and shiny promises. Um, can you talk them through the process of what walking can do for you and maybe how we can pacify our mind when we're on a walk thinking, okay, when's it going to happen? When am I going to feel zen? You know, when am I going to feel like, when, when are all these great things going to happen? Like, how can you talk through a new walker? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say that I am not dissing CrossFit or spin class or yoga or any activity that you find joy in and that you, that makes you feel good. Right. And that makes you feel strong and that you enjoy I think there is a place for all of those different kinds of ways to work out and to move our bodies. The important thing is to be moving, right? So if you have an exercise you love, by all means, stick with it. You know, walking is a beautiful complement to whatever else you're doing, and it can be a standalone thing as well. Um, So one of the things I would say is that, uh, well, let me just put in a plug for, this is a great place to start, actually. And um, my book, which you mentioned, is available on Amazon. And it's a very simple overview of basically how to start this if you are a new walker. Okay. And the thing that you need to understand about mindful walking is that it's, it, it is, um, I call it, it's like a tri, triumvirate or trifectorate or whatever that word is. You know, like, like there, there are three things that are working together. So yes, you are getting exercise and there's an abundant evidence that walking is perfectly great exercise. And I go into some detail in the book on this. And then I also have a number of videos on YouTube and stuff where I talk about ways to power up a walk, right? So depending on what your health goals are, if you are, you know, if you're looking for muscle toning, if you're looking for lowering disease risk, if you're looking for lowering cardio risk, you know, if your doctor is, you know, maybe you've had a heart attack or a scare of some kind and you've been told you need to get out walking. If your um, goal is uh, weight loss, Walking can do all this for you, but there are some things that you do need to do to tweak it, and you can find that kind of information in my work. The other thing is that, like you talked about, the the mindfulness, right? And like, when am I going to feel zen? It's amazing. You don't have to do anything. 
Okay, that's the thing that we're so, we're such doers, especially those of us who are business women and we're out there making it happen, right? And we're running our thing and we're used to, to you're right, we're used to like, when's it going to happen? I want it to happen. I want, you know, to make this thing happen. But the way mindfulness works is it, it doesn't, you can't make it happen, okay? There's nothing that you do. It is something that comes up from inside you. Mm. When we, when you allow your mind to get quiet, and that's a tricky thing. It can be a tricky thing. It's more difficult than it sounds. It, it absolutely is. It's nothing that you can put on your to do list, cross it off, and then say, "Okay, great." You know, it's it's, and I think because you have to calm down your mind and wait for it to organically bubble up from the inside. It's so a little bit more challenging, you yeah. know. And you're a meditator, right? I mean, yeah, I think you've told me that you met. Okay, so you know this is exactly what we're talking about. You know firsthand, and you're a meditator, and you're a go getter as well. And th- marrying those two things, I think you're you're a great resource to talk about how that how that works in business. It, it, it is a little bit of a yin and a yang kind of balance. And some days we, we can achieve that state of balance and calm and other days it's hard to quiet the monkey mind. And I think that that's why it's so much of a practice and um, an opportunity to lay down that perfection mindset of, am I doing it right? Am I doing it good enough? In fact, one of the um, my most favorite uh, recordings that you do, and you do a lot of video, but I really tapped into to one of your recordings about how nature proves that we're good enough. Could you talk a little bit about that? I just a snippet because I think that whole concept, I mean, for me, it really resonated. And, um, and I, I think it sums up so much of your work about learning from nature and being open enough to receive the lessons that are right in front of us and how we bring that into feeling okay because it doesn't matter whether you're a creative whether you're a solopreneur or whether you know whatever you are however you're showing up I think that powerful message that you don't need to be fixed that you're not broken that you're good exactly the way you are. But the way that you parallel it with nature, I think, is really beautiful and unique. Could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, well, thank you for bringing that up. And I mentioned two of the, of the things in the trifecta. But the third thing is the spirituality element. So being when, you, when you're able to quiet your mind and you're able to sort of drop into that state of mindfulness or, or bubble, let it bubble up from the inside, as you said, we become open um, in a way that we're not necessarily during our regular daily life, right? We become open to lessons, really, and messages. And I truly believe that when we are open, everything is a message. You know, like we can find, we're meaning-making machines as human beings anyway, right? And whether you believe it's a message from the universe or it's a message from your own psyche, your own intuition, your wisdom, if you will, doesn't really matter. It's that when we're in this open state and we go into the outdoors and this is where this honestly this is where my wisdom comes from and this is where that video that you're talking about comes from when i i was in an open state and i looked around at the trees around me and i i was on a walk i was probably in the woods around here somewhere and it occurred to me that every tree i look at every plant i look at is different 
it is a little bit different. And I never look at any tree and go, that tree is not big enough, right? I mean, I, I never like just look at a tree in the woods and say, that tree, those leaves are the wrong shape. Like you can't even, you can't even imagine that because they can't be the wrong shape. They are what they are, right? That tree is manifesting what its genetics tell it to be. It is what it is. Do trees have genetics? <laughs> think about that for a minute. Uh, anyway, it, it is manifesting what it is supposed to be, right? And every single thing in the natural world. And we never think that tree is too fat. You know, that tree is too skinny. That tree is too short. That tree isn't growing fast enough. That flower isn't blooming big enough or, or it isn't blooming bright enough or it isn't, it didn't bloom at the right time. You know, it's like, it's all happening around us exactly as it is supposed to and as it has been put in motion to do. And so my thought was that why do we imagine that we are part of the natural world? Why do we imagine that the same is not true for us, right? We're, we are a part of this. We're a part of this system. And we have become, in the Western world especially, very disconnected from the natural world, from nature. But the fact is, and the truth is, you're part of nature. You are nature. And you have a map inside you. And I know that we do have genetics. <laughs> you have your DNA map, right? And you have things that are, that are pre-programmed inside you. And I'm not talking about, you know, destiny or fate or whatever. I'm talking about just who you're meant to be from the inside out. And to, to, Return to the idea that it's okay to allow yourself to be who you are and to become more of who you are and just sort of allowing that to, that idea of just allowing that to bubble up from the inside and, and not to buy into this constant message that we get um, from the self-development, personal development, self-help community that we need to be helped or developed or improved in some way. Um, it's when in fact we can't imagine ourselves to be like those trees, you know, and to be to be who we are at this moment. It's so powerful. And one, your passion just oozes out of you. I absolutely love it. It's tangible. And you live your talk and you can tell that your wisdom comes from nature because whenever someone hears truth, something very special happens. It's kind of like magic. There's this opening in both people. And there's this like limbic connection, which blows me away because even through Zoom, even through an online technology, I feel your truth. Like I feel there's so much to be right and real. And I know for our listeners that they're going to take something away because I know the next time they go outside in their backyard in a park, they're going to be able to look at a blossom and really see the beauty, just as it is at that exact moment, the color, the shape, the size, exactly where it is in its maturing phase. And you're right. It's absolutely ridiculous to think, oh, that oak tree is too tall. That bark is too rough. You know, right. that, that color pink of the rose is just, it could be a little bit brighter. We would never do that. And it's so interesting how, you know, even for the folks that are disconnected or maybe could be connected more to nature, 
We all in general enjoy a breeze or the color green or the leaves that change in the fall. Like even if it's minor, nature has a way of trickling through and inspiring even the most disconnected people. Imagine when they're connected, how much they're going to be able to heal and teach us. It's really powerful. It's such a self-acceptance exercise that I think is really cool and really powerful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what kind of people come to you for your work? I know that you have a lot of different channels, whether it's your science background or um, the authors or creatives. What type of people? I truly feel that your message could benefit everyone. I feel it's such a healing message that is like this beautiful, soft green blanket that everybody could utilize. But what type of people actually come to you? Who do you find uh, just get lit up by your message? Oh my gosh. It's so funny that you should ask that because one of the things that, and I'm sure that you teach this and talk about this with the people that you work with, that it's really important to find your people, right? To find your niche and to find the people who are going to resonate most deeply with your message. Honestly, Casey, I have struggled with this for years now because exactly as you say, absolutely everyone, if you are a human being, you resonate with this message because somewhere inside, you know that you would feel better if you spent five minutes in outside, right? Every, yes. Everybody, even people who never set foot outdoors, they have like landscape screensavers, right? Or a painting <laughs> on a wall of a landscape, right? I yes. mean, it's true. It's, it's, it is genetic. It's, it's in our genes. It's a part of who we are as people. So who comes to me? I, it is across the board. I have a lot of people who are, a lot of people who are stressed out. I will say that as a commonality. And uh, they're, they're, they're entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. And, but I also have people who are students, who are business people. Um, I have some retired people. Like my group, if you will, my tribe, is made up of so many different people, but they are all searching for a way to, to connect more deeply with themselves, with their own true nature, if you will, and with the natural world. They've come to an understanding, they've come to a place in their lives where they realize that something is off mm-hmm. and something is not jiving. And in some cases, you know, there are people like me who was like really stressed out and I hit this point in my life where I really needed to do something different. And for other people, it's something they've come to gradually um, in retirement or at a point of life change um, where they're making a move or they're making a job change and they're feeling a need to approach their life in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard question to answer, but I think if there were one thing that people have in common, it's a sense that they need something different and something mm-hmm. more that something is off and something's missing a little bit. And they hear me talk and they hear me say something soothing about the trees or the outdoors or the breeze. And it just, there's something in their brains that just goes, oh, oh. Nice. you know, that feels nice. I want to listen to her. It's such a gift. And I I think that you're right. There is a challenge because we've become so accustomed, especially in the West, to stress. It's just kind of natural. We almost like eat stress for breakfast. I mean, it really is. It's just like, even when we're um, trying to grow our businesses, you know, it's, it's hustle, girl. You know, I mean, it's really like, 
um, kind of do more. And there's just that very rapid pace and stress just becomes like, well, that's just how I wake up. My shoulders are tense, you know, Mm -hmm. or I eat on the go. So yeah, you know, like I don't sit at a table or do this or do that, like whatever it happens to be for people. I think we've conditioned ourselves to be okay with a stress level that's probably way greater for our Mm -hmm. overall health. So I know with your science background, do you find that in order to um, kind of highlight or attract people into this, because on the surface, it seems very simple, but it's not. It's very complex. It's as deep as you want to go. And like anything else, the more you put time in, and time not in a way of like, I just read 13 chapters, oh yeah, but time (laughs) of like letting go the more you're going to see results. But I guess my question is, do you find bringing about like scientific studies or research that backs up what you're saying the results could be if they were more mindful, if they went into nature, if they slowed down, if they moved their body in a gentle way? Can you talk a little bit about how you bring in research with your, with your work? Sure. Well, I kind of, I am from a science background, okay? I'm a science writer. I'm the daughter of a physician. I've been a medical and science writer for my entire career. I publish a magazine for physicians. I'm a freelance medical writer. I write about cancer and um, several different uh, medical issues, and that involves evaluating scientific studies and reading these studies and and, um, knowing how to... There's a little bit of an art to um, reading a scientific study, you know, and extrapolating what the, the actual nugget, you know, of information there. And so I, my background is, is in science. I'm steeped in science, and it's important to me. It's valuable to me because it, because it does back this stuff up, right? Yes. And I, I mean, I love me some magic, and I love me some zen and some, you know, woo-woo. But at the end of the day, I want to, I'm like, you know, show me the science. Show me that this is going to work for me because I have one life. I have a limited time to lead it, right? And I want to do the best I can in the time that I have. I don't have time to try out six different diets or eight, <laughs> you know, exercise plans. Like, I don't want to put my put my, I'm not a guinea pig here, you know, I'm like, this is my life. And so I want to do what is best for me. And so um, I, you know, not everybody cares that much about the science. And there are people out there teaching these same kind, the same kind of message, not weaving in um, the scientific uh, stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. For some people, all they need is to be told, if you go outside, you're just going to feel better. So try it, you know, and, or if you spend some time in mindfulness, if you learn to meditate, if you spend some time moving your body in yoga, and I don't by any means suggest that every single one of us needs to be doing the exact same thing in the, in the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know if we're people, we're going to be attracted to nature, but at the end of the day, the science element is just, that's what interests me. Me too. That's I love what, it important to me. Right. And it is important for some people like you. Some people are just more analytical and they want to know that there's something to back this up, right? That not, that it's not the not person saying that. Huh? Absolutely. For, for the analytical folks or for people that are new to it, I think that the science, the research, and the validation gets you in the door. That's kind of like we have the right brain, left brain. So it kind of, it gets you in the door. It gets you open to, okay, maybe there's something to that. But then once you walk through that door and you start experiencing 
firsthand and you start to feel your blood pressure get balanced, your weight get balanced, not right. getting triggered by certain things, whether it's driving in a car, maybe your road rage is lessened, or maybe you have more patience with your children, or maybe a, a tech thing that you're trying to do on the computer isn't driving you mad. All of a sudden, these little things start to come in and you prove it to yourself. I think that's another really cool aspect about your teachings is you're not saying, take my word for it. You're saying, please open the door, go out and experience it, you know, and I love that. So um, you've given so much words of wisdom. I could talk to you absolutely forever. This is one of my likewise subjects. Yeah. It's so, so much fun. So um, if you were going to leave our listeners with just a nugget of bright light, something that they could take a piece of your wisdom, whether it's a small activity that they could do this afternoon or when they're done listening to this to experience nature or a thought or a quote, something you could leave them with to kind of leave an imprint of your beautiful work. Oh, gosh, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, it's really as simple as it sounds. The thing that I would tell people is if this resonates for you, if this sounds intriguing to you, if there's something in you that goes, hmm, maybe she's got a point there, I would say step outside. Take 10 minutes. And that's the, that's the, the, um, the point at which a, a number of studies have suggested that we can begin to see some actual results physical, mental, spiritual um, changes at about 10 minutes. So take 10 minutes, set it on your phone and step outside, whether you walk or you simply stand outside your office building and allow the sun or the breeze or whatever's happening to be on you. Look around at the trees and practice thinking about nothing. Practice thinking about nothing for 10 minutes out of your day and do it outside. I promise you that if you do this even a couple of times, you will begin to, as Casey said, experience this for yourself. And you'll, there'll be that little, that little something inside that's like, huh, I do actually feel a little better. Weird, you know? And then you go and you do it again and you're like, man, I, I feel better today too. And you go back inside, you sit down at your computer and suddenly that email just flows out of you and you know, you get it done and you're like, okay, what just happened here? Like, wow, I went outside for 10 minutes. And that's the point at which then you start to get hooked. Right. And that's what happened for me, you know, yeah. just small increments outside and then little changes began to happen in my life and it grew kind of on itself. That's perfect. So. And no matter how busy you are or who you are or what part in the world you live, we all have 10 minutes right. for our health, right. our well-being, and for our holistic totality. So um, what do you have coming up? What, how can people get a hold of you? What's coming up that we can get excited to look forward to? What's the best way to, to keep in touch? Okay, well, themindfulwalker.com is the place to start. So I would send everybody to themindfulwalker.com because I've got a little audio program there. That's where I've got a little free five-day course that I deliver via email. And it's, um, if it's intriguing to you and you want to know more, I will send you five days of emails and I'll share with you a little bit of the science and I'll share with you a little bit about how this practice works. And I've got a 10-minute audio program that talks you through a walk. It's not meant to be a crutch, and it's not meant to be something that you use forever. It's meant to give people a taste of what it's like to be out there and 
pay attention to that tree and I draw your attention to your breath and to what you're seeing and hearing in the natural world. So it's a nice way to get started. The other thing is I would say, you know, I would love for folks to get a hold of the book. It's um, very inexpensive on Kindle and the, uh, the hard copy is not expensive either. Um, and it's a great overview. And then this summer, as for what I have coming up, um, I'm, the audiobook will be released. So that's Wait. coming out later this summer. And I'm excited about that. I'm going to be doing some workshops around the release of the audiobook um, as a you know celebration of that. Those will be some free online things. So the best place to, to be notified about that and know what's going on is to go to the mindfulwalker.com because it also gets you on my list. And then you'll know when the audiobook comes out and I send freebies to my list of people and you'll you'll know about the workshops ahead of time. And um, yeah, that's, that's probably it. And then as you know, I mean, I do work with people one-on-one, but I, as for like, I'm not doing any big group coaching programs right now. I'm not, I'm really practicing what I preach this summer. And I have, you know, some busy, some things going on in my personal life with my, my kids and stuff. So I have really quieted things down. I've quieted down my, my social media presence as well. And however, it's still easy for folks to find me and get in touch with me themindfulwalker.com. That's awesome. I love uh, you. You do live your passion and your truth. And I think that that's a huge takeaway that you know what to keep in and what to filter out, what's working for you, what's not. I always commend that you're, you're just, you're not afraid of the work. You always show up and you, my friend, I think completely channel nature's wisdom. So I've been a student of your work this year and I've listened to your audios and your videos. I've read a lot of your PDFs and I truly enjoy it. I highly recommend you uh, to my listeners and uh, connect with Alex. You will be very happy that you did. So thank you so, so much for taking the time and sharing your wisdom with us. I've really enjoyed our time together. Thank you. Thank you so much, Casey. Have a great day. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye.